0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. It is Thursday the 24th of February and my god this month is dragging. I don't know if it's the same for everybody else but it feels like it's been February for about three years. Uh, But the good thing about a large amount of time is I'm getting through quite a few books Um, and the one I have read and I'm going to tell you about today is one by Fiona Cummins who uh, wrote uh, When I Was 10 and The Collector, the, the, the two thriller books that are sort of a nice little duo. Really good writer, really like her and I managed to get my hands on a copy of her new one so I'm going to go straight in and tell you all about it after this music. I often wonder why books are called what they're called. Like, who gets together and decides on the name of the book? Is it the author? Do they have the name in their head from the very start and are they insistent on it? Or does it get changed at the editorial level or by the marketing people? And the reason I'm saying this is because this new one is called Into the Dark. It's by Fiona Cummins. And I just thought, do you know what, that... It kind of tells you a bit about what's happening, uh, but it doesn't really tell you very much at all. Uh, And then yet there is more in sort of the subheading. So you get uh, a sub... On the front cover of this proof, I've got a subheading that says Wife, Husband, Friend, Detective. Someone knows the truth. All of them are lying. And then you've obviously got the blurb, which tells you more let me read the blurb to you and then i'll come back to my thoughts on the title the place sea wings a beautiful art deco home overlooking the bay in affluent midtown on sea the crime the gilded holden family has vanished from the house without a trace the detective detective saul anguish brilliant but with a dark past treads the light the line between light and shade One morning, Julianne arrives for her weekly run with best friend Piper Holden to discover an eerie scene. The kettle is still warm. Phones are charging on the worktop. The cars are in the garage. But the family is gone. In 15-year-old Reva's bedroom, scrawled, scrawled across the mirror in blood, are three words. Make them stop. What happens next? Well, what does happen next? In the book, you've then got Uh, you've got chapters from it starts off from Julianne's point of view as she finds the house um, at Sea Wings and it says Tuesday morning the day the Holdens disappeared and each chapter is framed in that way so we jump around a bit we get um, a bit of perspective from Julianne we get it from the Holdens we get it from Detective Anguish and It's either The Day the Holdens Disappeared or The Day Before the Holdens Disappeared or Three Days After the Holdens Disappeared. It's it's sort of things like that. And I just thought, to be honest, all the way that I was reading this was that is the perfect title for this book, The Day the Holdens Disappeared. It kind of tells you enough, it tells you there's been a crime, but it doesn't tell you too much and it also isn't vague, like Into the Dark, because that's quite a vague title. Uh, darkness is a, a sort of fairly known trope of using dark weather, dark um, dark skies, to signal mood or, or bad things that have happened. That's probably my only issue with this book is is the title i think um and it's a perfectly good title i just think the day the holdings disappeared would be a much better title anyway uh we've got julianne arriving her weekly run and she finds the house empty or rather nobody's answering the door to her And the cleaner arrives and lets them in and they look around and they find the evidence of breakfast having been made. Phones are on the side being charged, but no sign of the family. We sort of then have a very strange thing where, after calling the police, uh, Julianne sort of leaves the cleaner there and she has to go to a funeral. And she goes to this funeral, and she barely knows anyone there, but she knew the woman that died, said she went to school with her, and she ends up sort of calming down a fight between the widow and his brother-in-law. And she starts to talk to the widow, and there's this bunch of flowers on the side, and it's from somebody, and it's kind of a vague message on this bunch of flowers that says, uh, more or less implies that the woman was having an affair. And Juliet, Julianne, promises this widow, widower, that she will find out what was, what was happening. She said she knows the florist that this bunch of flowers has come from, and she will do some digging and see what she can find out. It's, it's an interesting scene, because although it, it seems to move away from the sort of mystery of the disappearance of the Holdens, and it does it fairly quickly, that, you start wondering, okay, well, what is what is the plot of this book? Are they connected? How does this all fit together? Uh, but also, during this time, you start to realise that Julianne is not in the healthiest of marriages. She's worried about what her husband, Quilla, will say when she returns home. If she's late, if she does this, if she asks the wrong questions, and it very much sounds like uh, sort of coercive control. He's very much in charge of their finances. He won't let her spend money. If um, although they've got money, he's like there's a story of a toaster that she buys that she really likes that fits with their sort of decor, and he insists that she takes it back because it's far too expensive. Um, But they've got the money, so she's sort of like. Well, why can't we? But he gives her this budget, he pocket money to live on, and it's all very, uh, yeah. It's not a nice family home that you kind of get the impression at the beginning that it might be, because Julianne seems fairly sorted. She's this sort of, uh, I guess, stay-at-home mother. She doesn't. They don't talk about her work at all. Stay-at-home mother, and she's got two children, a daughter and a son, and everything seems okay on the surface. And I guess that's kind of the point of these sort of uh, stories, is that we never really know what's going on behind the scenes. We then also get bits from Piper's point of view, and she is similarly not in this the best of marriages, it seems. She, it's three or four days before, and uh, before the Holden's disappeared. That's when we see things from Piper's point of view. And she is looking, uh, she's trying to spend some money on on some jewellery. And she's in a much different relationship. Her relationship is she can spend what she likes, and she often does. And she rings up this um, sort of jewellery, and they know her and they go "Oh, usual card Mrs Holden she says yes of course and then it gets declined Um, so she's a bit embarrassed and she rings the bank and the bank says well all your bank accounts have been emptied and she can't get hold of her husband and uh, husband Grey and she is sort of desperately trying to find out what's going on and Grey is sort of absent for a couple of days he doesn't come home and you get this impression that he's you know, some, he's done something terrible and she doesn't know what it is and she's starting to panic. So we get this all in the lead-up to their disappearance. We also get things from the daughter's point of view. Julianne's daughter and Piper's daughter used to be best friends, have grown up, and have started to grow apart. There's a bit there. Um, we don't see anything of the sons. I don't think we even really... Uh, see them there's a bit of piper's son towards the end of the book once we find out what's happened to the family but in the run-up we kind of don't see from their point of view this is very much about the women of this book apart from detective saul anguish who's new to the job and he's put on this case along with uh, a couple of other people and he's very junior in this team it's it's made into a murder investigation fairly quickly because of the words on the uh, mirror in blood and uh, like sheen of blood on the chandelier in the kitchen. but he his his story is interesting because it's very engaging uh, perhaps the most engaging character in the whole story because. And I think this is because he's honest with us. He is very clear about what he's doing. And he's not all that good. Let's be honest about that. The blurb says he's treading the line between light and shade. He's got secrets. He's got a dark history. But he's not hiding it from us, the reader. Whereas Julianne, as our sort of main narrator, is. There's something she's hiding. And that's very clear from the moment she goes to this funeral. There's not it's not clear why she's there. There's, there's definitely something she's holding back from us. Whereas Saul Anguish is not. He's he's very honest with us. So that makes him quite an engaging character. That and his sort of burgeoning romance with a another character called or who he calls blue. She's this woman with dyed blue hair. And she sort of takes on the nickname she quite likes it so she takes that on but she almost feels to us the reader as being defined by the way that he sees her um she suffers from narcolepsy and a couple of dodgy things happen when she's sort of knocked out cold but even we know her name we get told her name but we, we are often sort of shown to her as being blue. And even when we get a perspective from her point of view, she's she decides that she likes the name blue and she she calls herself that as well. So she's almost defined by this man. And you've got the other two women in the book defined by the nature of their relationships with their husbands. I think that the reason I think Saul language is an interesting one, is because you could almost take him away from this book. And a lot of what happens would carry on without the detectives. Or there might be a little bit of detective involvement, but he's more there as an observer to what's going on with the Holdens and to allow the reader into another perspective, I guess. But the police don't solve this crime. They aren't the ones who work out necessarily what's going on they they push the narrative forward a little bit by offering up a few um, solutions to clues but you could tell this story all from Julianne and Piper's point of view and I don't think you'd lose anything in the story however having said that Saul Anguish is a very interesting character and I would be keen to see more of him so I'm hoping this is actually the beginning of a series of books and we'll see Anguish come into it more and this is just the start of his story I'm not going to tell you anything more really about the plot uh, because this is one of those plots where there are developments all the way through and you learn secrets and I don't want to ruin anything for you it's a really good one Uh, I, I really enjoyed it and I got to the end and was sort of a bit breathless from everything that was going on and there is a lot going on there's a lot going on in the book as a a whole but yeah it's it's one of those ones that you just really like to get invested in and you can kind of see it as this sort of soapy one hour drama on itv at sort of nine o'clock on a sunday night um definitely a good fun book to read um i would highly recommend it so that is Into the Dark by Fiona Cummins. It's available to pre-order right now at Uk. Love to hear what you think if you've read Fiona before, if you have read a proof of this one already, or if you're just really looking forward to it. Email me but at Uk. You can also find me on Twitter at Books. Not a lot else to tell you today. Uh, I am working as ever on the shop. Got a plumber coming around later to fix something, so we'll be um, sorting that out. And I'm hoping soon to be able to pinpoint an opening date, which might actually be around the time that Into the Dark is published. So keep your ears and eyes peeled and you will be the first to know please do remember to rate review and subscribe to the podcast that way you will never miss an episode you'll get the hottest gossip about Bert's books and you will also be the first to know what I think about some of the books that are coming out later this year and I've got a few that are on the way that I'm really looking forward to in the meantime I will speak to you very very soon and keep reading